Village Idiots. My name's Jay Danner. I'm an ensemble member here at the Village Repertory Company. I will once again be your host for this episode of Village Idiocy, Conversations from the Wolf Street Playhouse. In this episode, we're talking about the comedy Heroes, an English adaptation by Tom Stoppard of the French play by Gerard Cibrier. Joining me today will be the director, Kilian Wright, and the three actors in the show, Nat Jones, Robin Burke, and Michael Easler. The show opens Friday, February 26th, and runs through March 8th. Visit villagerep.com for showtimes and tickets. Hey, Keely. Hi, Jay. Well, I, we welcomed back all of the village idiots out there, back <laughs> to an episode. Um, we're talking today about heroes um, adapted from the French play. Mm-hmm. The Wind in the Poplars, which is the English translation of the French title that I can't pronounce. And then translated um, by uh, the uh, great Tom Stoppard. Tom Stoppard. So basically our story uh, is set in um, a French old soldier's home in circa 1959. And it is the story of um, Henri, Gustave, and Philippe. And they are described as an idealist, a pragmatist, and a fence sitter. On the Wikipedia page, does that make sense? Mm, or does that, 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 that does make sense. Yeah. So, so they are three um, gentlemen uh, who have ser- all served in World War One, And this uh, old soldier's home is a place for uh, soldiers from the Great War. Now, obviously, it's 1959 and not 1919. So they've, uh, it's been a few years since they saw battle sure. in the Great War. It's um, which is pretty amazing that it's an, a retirement community mm-hmm. for veterans. Mm-hmm. And this France. particular one was uh, for, I do believe, soldiers from that particular war. So Henri has been there the longest. He had a very serious injury to his leg. And so he's been in this okay. old soldier's home for 25 years. Philippe has got. Um, a head injury. He sustained some shrapnel to the head. Okay. He has been in this home for ten years. Gustav, uh, the most recent um, arrival to the to the home, is suffering from maybe agoraphobia. So while while it is a sweet comedy, there are some real life issues and yeah. real life issues and challenges. Not just if you're a World War One vet, but maybe anybody dealing he- with. He's issues. a bit shell shocked. Yeah, you, see, you come to see and, and um, just issues yeah. of, of 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 growing older. It's mm-hmm. a, a it's a play about that, but not done in a heavy hand. The thing that's been nice about doing the show, coming off of junk, yeah. this is couldn't be further in tone than than that. Our junk bonds petty heyday of the eighties. Right. Uh, now we are set in the French countryside in nineteen fifty nine. They spend a lot of time on the terrace, which is where our story takes place, mm-hmm. overlooking the cemetery and the beautiful poplars in the distance. It's and it's very charming and very sweet and quite funny. It is. It's it is all those things. It's always interesting when you come off a show that's just like so go 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 like junk. Just that just just moves and there's no time to you know, smell the poplars for a lack yeah. of anything else. Yeah. And this is just a different tone. And um, it is very sweet and it's very quaint. And I can't say that it isn't anything other than an hour and a half spent in the company of three men of a certain age. It's a little bit about life, I guess. And sometimes it's nice to just do a show that entertains you and makes you think about things and 
the passing of time and it's titled heroes and it's interesting that that is the title i would love to talk about why it's that it titled that but you need to come see the show i think to kind of get a sense of why he gave it that title as opposed to its very um literal translation yes. of, mm-hmm. the of the wind in the, the poplars it seems fitting yeah they were heroes so um we've got a wonderful cast of three incredibly uh talented gentlemen playing our roles so um Henri is played by uh, robin burke um, he's very talented yeah. and um, is well known in Charleston. He is joined by Nat Jones, who plays Gustav, and who most people will have remember seen at from some point. And has have seen here on our member. stages, and most recently he was uh, in. And then there were none in the fall. And uh, Philippe is played by Michael Easler, uh, another incredibly talented Charlestonian. I've not seen Michael Easler as an actor. I did see him in the. Johnny Cash, um, which he was an actor in that too, yeah, but I've so not seen him in anything thing, other than that. Yeah, so he does Red, White, and Cash with us almost every year for Fourth of July. The last thing that Michael did was um, Discord, the uh, gospel according to Thomas Jefferson, Charles right. Dickens, okay. and uh, Tolstoy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was another three-person show. And with so Robbie he played and, with Robbie, and, Thomas, and, and Dave, Dave uh, Reinhold, and, and Michael played Thomas Jefferson brilliantly. So if you remember anybody out there who remembers Discord, uh, that was the last non-musical you saw Michael Easler in here uh, at Wolf Street Playhouse. Well, I'm excited to see him yeah. and, t- and talk with him. Hopefully he'll be in here soon to chat with us. Yeah, yeah. So they're all great, and it's um, it's just nice. I can't wait to get sort of people's feedback. You know, sometimes you're so busy. We've done a lot of shows this year that, I don't know, we've had political or social ramifications. You're interested in what people thought about Junk or even Mary Page Marlowe, which really had was also sort of a slice of life, but really done differently. Mm-hmm. This is just a much more traditional, I don't want to say situation comedy, but a little bit. Um, it is it is a one act, and it's broken into six scenes. And it takes place in one spot. All this, on, the on the terrace of this old soldier's home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but many, many things ensue um, in their life. There are adventures at hand out there on the terrace. <laughs> Okay, guys, so we've been joined by two of the actors in the show, um, so just introduce yourselves and, the, and tell everyone, the Village Idiots out there, the characters that you play. Hello, Village Idiots. My name is Nat Jones, and I am playing the character Gustave. And I am Michael Eastler, and my character is Philippe. So you guys opened the show Friday. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? You guys doing runs, right? Oh, yeah, I alternate between uh, moments of lucidity and sheer terror. So, so everything's yeah. normal. Yeah, everything's that's right. Normal. That's theater just for the you. Usual. It's just Wednesday yeah. on a tech yeah. We're just dealing with Keeley's notes. You know, right. 500 <laughs> pages of it, them annotated. Yeah, it's just another day on the tightrope. No big deal. Yeah, right. You know, it's a fun play. So uh, it kind of, once it gets going, it kind of rollicks right along. It's very charming. The, the big theme about this show, too, is camaraderie. and Which Michael and I have none of that. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, we're working on that. We're working <laughs> on that. And, uh, but it, it's also indicative of what soldiers go through. You know, there's no, sometimes no net for them, and there's really no net for us on, on this show. It's, uh, you know, we have, we have to be... Um, focus the whole time because um, it is very demanding and it's a wonderful show. I mean, it's funny and you know I always like to say that, that comedy looks easy, but comedy is probably the, the toughest thing to do. 
Especially and, a comedy like this because it's a quiet comedy. So there's right. not a whole lot of physical humor. There's not a lot of not a lot of cheap. It's not laughs. a broad comedy. No, it's right. definitely character driven. It's very yeah. and and. and and, and it's, it's British. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nature. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's very easy to sort of roll along. <laughs> yeah. No, Dry it, and droll. Yeah. But it, the thing that is nice, and it's like Michael just brought up, it's, it is about the camaraderie. Um, and to do a, a play like this that will sort of resonate, I hope, with people on many different levels. What is friendship and what do we need in life? Yeah. And, yeah. I think, I think somewhere along the line, somebody knows somebody who is you know, in a war, in combat, and it's really that foxhole dynamic where, you know, you have to rely on your buddies in that desperate, confined sort of situation, and it brings up a couple of dynamics that you um, sometimes want to kill each other, um, you get on each other's nerves, but also it forges camaraderie, which is a very unique kind of bond which lasts lifetimes. It is about life where you are right now Um, and certain situations and certain past experiences maybe affect how you you get little tidbits of maybe some of the things that they did in the war but it's definitely not about that yeah Yeah. they're the walking wounded they really are they're the walking wounded they've you know it's 40 years since the end of the war but the war has really never left them in some degree they have their own version of ptsd but they're they're still the, the, the soldier imprint is not left them. And I think that's really um, important because having just come off of All is Calm, which was, um, for those people who didn't see it, it was a musical that was you know set um, during the Christmas truce of 1914 um, when all the soldiers put down their, their weapons and came out and celebrated Christmas together. But what was heartbreaking about All is Calm ultimately was that they picked those those weapons back up and continued to fight. But you see the young men going off to this war that they thought was going to last a week, a month. Uh, young men who were going to, uh, many of them French, who were going to just go have a lark and meet people and get out of the country. And so having just, uh, having our audience just having experienced the, the young men on the entry side of that, to come back and see, like Michael said, the walking wounded, where these same fellows who survived it would be, or three of those fellows, all these years later. I think it's just a really nice bookend to a show we did in Christmas, not mm-hmm. knowing how it was going to resonate with people. So I, I'm hoping that um, if you saw All Is Calm, you'll come back for sure and see Heroes um, kind of with that tying it all together right and it's completely at the opposite end of the spectrum i mean it's a funny show absolutely and and, you know there's there's nothing that's totally deep i mean there are some nice moments in it but we don't wallow in in memories of warfare it's all about what's happening now on the brink of 1960 and these old codgers they really aren't that old i figured that that my actual age is pretty much the age of what mm-hmm. gustav is right now which is kind of frightening in a way but, <laughs> what, yeah. what is that number well, thank you for that sobering you, sobering yeah. well, let's say i am full social security retirement age. Uh, <laughs> that's clears it out and that's, a, anyway. and that's another really nice thing is yeah. that you don't see a lot of plays where the whole play is just 
as Nat said, full social, social, what did you say? Social security, <laughs> retirement Thank age. You. Okay. <laughs> but that's a, that's a nice thing about yeah. this play. It's mm-hmm. not a play about 30-year-olds yeah. and, and their mm-hmm. life. But well, they'll appreciate it and think it's funny yeah. as well. Oh, well, yeah. That's yeah. really well yeah. one, one of the things that's kind of endearing about it, and, you know, we figured this out, uh, is that these guys, you know, every day is a new adventure, basically. Mm-hmm. It's what keeps you going, you know. These people have to find a way to go on and make their days, however... You know, bleak living in a veteran's home, you know, 40 years after the war has ended and uh, maybe not having that much interaction with uh, family, family members. I felt like they're, yeah. they're moving on. And, you know, they, they, these guys, three guys essentially are family. And mm-hmm. despite all their mm-hmm. bickering with each other, which is good-natured, you know, kind of brotherly stuff, they they have to find a way to still be viable in this thing called life. Your life is what you make of it at whatever age with the people that you care about. So uh, we've just been joined by the other actor in the show, um, Robin Burke. Yay. Hi, Robin. Hi, Robin. So tell everybody the character that you're playing in the show. I am playing Henri. Henri. And so have you guys, the three of you, worked together before? Um, I, I, I know that you have, but tell the village well, idiots out there. Well, Nat and I have worked together several times with, with you. What do you mean? Um, I have not ever worked with Michael. I know his work, and I've seen him on stage before. Um, and I think you actually replaced me in Pump Boys and Dinettes like 30 years ago for Sherry Grace or something. Whoa. Um, no, I never did that production of it, but I've done it a bunch of times. So we, we have a connection. Did you play Jim? I, I did, yeah. No, I, I did. played Jim. And you're one of those, I actually was the one that could not play any musical instruments. And he can like do all of that. So there's, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm totally jealous of that. He can actually yeah, was, play the guitar it was just totally, Yeah, well. So we have a connection, but I've known Nat for years, and I don't think we maybe only done one other production together. Yeah, we worked together in the first first show I ever did for Village, which was Glengarry Glen Ross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so So gosh, years ago, 2006. That's 14 years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you guys did August Osage. Was that the first time you did together? The first time I ever met Nat, yes. So that was 10, 2010. So he, so as we we were saying before you got here, Robin, about who each character was and how they're all sort of wounded warriors, to use Michael's phrase, um, who are all sharing the terrace and life in our old soldier's home. Yes, yes. Um, I, the the they all share weird things. I've been thinking a lot about this actually. Um, Michael's character and Henri share. Um, a, a sort of like they both have been physically wounded like mm-hmm. uh, Philippe carries a piece of shrapnel in his skull and Henri lost part of his leg to this while uh, Nat's character Gustave is more internal mm-hmm. um, but Henri for me is the balance of the show he's the one who's always in the middle and he's the one that he's described as an enthusiast, which he definitely is. But he he shares with Gustave, while Gustave is agoraphobic and can't explore outside, I think that Henri also shares that with him, that he put himself in this home 25 years yeah. ago yeah. and has basically 
been satisfied with small gains and very a small simple life. life. Yeah. But he's very jealous and 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 guards that closely. Yeah. And I think he shares that with Gustav that he can't go much further outside of that. While um, he shares the physical injury with Philippe that mm-hmm. put him in here right. in the first place. Yeah. So he's this kind of lovely balance who's not as funny, not as crazy as the other two. Yeah. Oh, but I don't know. he makes the, well, he makes, I think he makes the tough calls <laughs> in the end. And he trusts that those calls are not going to cost him his friendship with these men. Right, they're their own support group. And yeah. and Henri is the voice of reason. Yes. He's always the voice of reason. <laughs> He's the calming agent. He is Mr. Practical. And, you know, as comedies always do the setup, that, that it internally is helps everybody but also backfires. And that's another wonderful dynamic of this show. So yeah. we're excited. I mean, we are halfway through uh, our tech week. Uh, well, we have two, two more rehearsals and then we open up. Friday night, so I'm very excited to have an audience come see them because it, I think they're they're it's a stellar show and I think that audiences are really going to love it. It's just one of those shows that you know it sneaks up on you. It's it sort does. of how it's quite charming. Yeah, and it is hysterically it's funny. Hilarious. Yes. Come see them. There is no reason to stay away. No, and it's real, real and quick. And if you do, I shall be extremely peeved. <laughs> and so will the dog. <laughs> and the dog. Right, legs, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Village Idiocy, Conversations from Wolf Street Playhouse. Our producers are Keely Enright and myself. A big thank you to our amazing technical director and editor, Sierra Garland, our wonderful graphic designer, Nat Jones. You can help us out by subscribing to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you would like to leave us a review, that would really help us out. Thanks for listening. Thank you.